Good morning, today's class, with the permission of the Rabbi, Rabbi Maimon's here. Today's class is sponsored and success of Yikutel, Yehuda, Mordechai, Ben Gittel, Rivka, also success in Yarchemaim, Elishev, Manavaka, Diel, Ben Elisheva, Shefer, Ben Elisheva, Emet, Ben Elisheva, Reina Malkabito Basha. Please rate and share the podcast. We have an amazing, amazing, amazing announcement. Uh, November 6th. Uh, save the date. We are going to Carnegie Hall. So, Vizrat Hashem with Rabbi Rush is going to be a guest. Big, big, big news. I remember in the speech uh, last time we said, Vizrat Hashem next week, next year, Carnegie Hall. And your mouth, you say it, you say it. When I get there, God willing, I'm going to say next year, Mashiach. No Radio City, no, no. We need Mashiach immediately. That's going to be a phenomenal event. I'm very, very excited. I want everybody from East Coast, Miami, I want really thousands, I think, if the place it's two, three, three thousand people. And we're extremely, extremely excited. It's going to be an amazing, amazing event. Get out of your comfort zone. Uh, that is the message. And it's funny how we're doing this, um, we're connecting to uh, the 12 days, we spoke about the 12 days, and yesterday, I'm sorry, I, I was not able to do a class uh, because of, uh, I left my phone in the mikvah, which actually my phone needed to be in the mikvah for a couple, uh, 30, 40 minutes. It, it's, it was the greatest thing that actually happened. So everything worked out at the end of the day, I wasn't able to do it, just too many messages and stuff like that. My, my phone itself needed a break consciously. Um, so we're going to talk about today. Um, today, obviously, what we can rectify is obviously the month of Cheshvan. Of the twelve, we spoke about the concept of the Rayat, that the twelve days, each of these twelve days, have have these specific things that we can rectify. And this today, we're talking about Cheshvan. So this is a little bit of a Scorpio energy. What is really what is uh, Pinson speak speak about? Speaks about the concept of change and transformation. And getting into this topic, very, very, you know, going very, very deep into this topic. It's funny, you know, writing a book and going through this now, now, now next to you know, um, Carnegie Hall. There's a lot of change happening, and the, the first thing that happened is major anxiety, you know, resistance to change. Like all of a sudden, I got, I got my first real anxiety attack that I've had in a long time. Uh, yesterday, it was just it was the book and the publisher. It was just way too much stuff going. And then, I, then obviously, we I did his bodedut. I calmed down. Recentered, recalibrated, and focused. So this is ultimately what, what we have to do. But ultimately, our egos cannot handle any kind of change. And we're so resistant to change. And what we do is we put up walls the minute we need to change. And we're going to take a book, this concept called Alone Against This World. Um, Rabbi Yisrael wrote beautiful, beautiful concept of transforming the concept of loneliness to being alone. And ultimately, the solution to that anxiety attack was not being uh, was not being, uh, you know, I needed to be alone and recalibrate. And ultimately, that's really, really the key of what was happening. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of unknown. I've never done an event like this. It, it's, you know, you know, just to book the place cost $62,000. It was just <laughs> way, a million things at one time. And I, I was able to support it and, and recalibrate. Um, so that's why I want to connect to this energy today, which is very, very important. And how, and I heard a great line by Joseph Campbell, and, and this is like, wow, it, it really, that line really, really, uh, actually I'm gonna put it as a title in the book because it's that powerful. It says, people that are lonely because they put up walls instead of bridges. And that, that is everything. That line is everything. Just think about practically, you're, you're in a relationship, okay, it's time to put up a bridge, time to get married, fear, put up a wall. 
What are these walls? The walls are excuses. These are the walls that we put up. We put up, every time you have fear, you're going to put up a wall. So right away, you know, coming to the doing, oh, how about this? How about this? How am I going to do this? All of a sudden, next thing you know, you put, we're put, every time we don't want to do something, or we have resistance to change, the safety mechanism of your brain is to put up a wall. And that itself knows that's the resistance that you know you have to break through. Because at the end of the day, how, how is the wall going to help you? Because what happens is if you start putting one wall, then tomorrow you're going to put another wall. And this is why it's funny how um, Rabbi Kramer, um, the uh, Rabbi Nussin's brother-in-law, you know, when he, he sent me a letter, when he found that I wasn't going to Oman, obviously that letter shook me up. He's like, well, back then, he, he, there was questions back then going to Oman in 1979. It was, it's a matter of KGB. This is not a matter of, you know, a couple of Fox News or, or at CNN or whatever, Israeli news, Yeshiva news. This is, this is real, real, this is real, real Sakara. So he says, says something in that letter that really made me make that decision. And he says, if you, if you start backing down to the challenges now, what are you going to do next time you have a challenge? You're finished. Because next thing you know, you're the guy that's putting up walls every single time you have a challenge. And that really, whoa. Thank you. I'm booking. The, immediately I booked the ticket as soon as I heard that. Because I, God forbid, my whole life I should be put up walls every time I don't, I don't want to do something. I would never be here today. I would never be here today. My whole life is to break through those walls. And that's our lives. We, when we have trust, we break through the walls, we surrender the process, and we get moving. But the minute you have a bad relationship, or you go through a bad relationship, and specifically the person, the anonymous person sponsoring this class, is a person that went through, a, a, and their main concept is, I feel lonely, I feel lonely, I feel lonely. How do I fix this? It's not by, get, uh, not by getting married. That's not going to so- solve the problem. When it get to the issue here, we're going to get to the really, really core, of how the greatest, really the greatest people in the world and all our vote all transform themselves by being alone, not by being lonely. Lonely is, is, is basically teaching us that we need to be alone and figure out why we're lonely in the first place. That is really the key. And if you understand that today, you know, social media was supposed to connect us, but now it actually disconnected us. The, the whole purpose of social media was the attempt to connect people from everywhere apart. But the more people are now using social medias for validation and etc that's actually disconnecting and there's more loneliness now than there was ever so you can see how much this is an issue and this is where Reb Nachman really really um, you know really brought this out to us that it's not just about uh, you know a guy that's super oh he's so smart he can learn this he can learn this okay let him talk to God for 10 minutes can he do that can't be with himself for 10 minutes the whole point is, and, I, and the way I view people today, I don't judge them on knowledge. I judge, judge how connected are they. Because if you're connected, you're connected. You, you see it on your face. You see a moon in your face. But when you're, not, when you're just, when it's all knowledge and no connection, what is that going to lead to? Lead to, to? So think about areas in this month. Today is the day that we can rectify Cheshvan. Cheshvan is this energy of Scorpio. And one thing about Scorpio is they're very, very, very deep. You know, they go inner. They go very deep into something. They're not superficial, and they don't go... Scorpios are very, very intense. Obviously, if the, if, the, um, if the energy is backwards, it becomes very, very dramatic energy. So this is obviously... Scorpios have a lot of intensity, but if the intensity is not used to get to, to, to connect to Hashem, that same intensity is used, God forbid, as drama. Too much drama making something bigger than it is. But the main thing is ask yourself, what walls have you put up this year because of fear of change? What walls? I mean, it's so easy to do it. So what walls? And think about practically what we've gone through the past two years with COVID. Six wall, six feet, that's a wall. 
You can't go to school. That's another wall. You can't do this. That's another wall. Just think about how many, how, how, these, how much these walls have affected the economy today, have affected people's mental health today. Because now, all of a sudden, go, go, go back into society and you have all these walls you have never had to deal with. Deal with. So fear itself is, is what we do when we put up walls. And this is the, the root of sabotage. This is the root of all behavior. What we have to do is use the walls as recognize, ask yourself why I put that wall up. Why? Because when you go through trust, trust breaks the walls. It doesn't put up walls. So this is where if you want to have a relationship and now you're next thing you know, you don't want to look within and you're looking and you're looking at that person, you're saying, that's the reason. No, they're not behaving nice to me. They're not doing this. They're not doing this. They're rege-. No, it's really you're putting up the excuse because you don't want to get married. Again, it's normal. We, it's normal to have this, but this is where this month we have to ask ourselves, Am I, do I have a fear of change? What transitions did I, did I try to make? And I think, Baruch Hashem, I was able to go plow through things um, this year. I was very happy that I was able to have, I, I went straight into, I conquered the fears in most areas. And I, didn't put, I don't put up walls, because at the end of the day, you're gonna, you put up a small wall, tomorrow, next thing you know, now you have to spend all this time breaking down the wall. <laughs> That's the problem. It's not that you put up a wall, okay, put up a wall, leave me alone. Now I have to go break the wall, and, psycho- and I have to go back into this. It's not like all of a sudden you opened up the economy, and the whole world went back to work. Do I want to work? Do I not want to work? So once you start creating a pattern of putting up walls, it's going to be so much harder to now break the walls. So he has a beautiful, beautiful um, concept here. Rav Yisrael wrote, he wrote a few, few books. Uh, a lot of it's based on the, on the Gemara. And he takes a concept about you have to transform this loneliness, which is, it's, it, which is getting, connecting us to emptiness and isolation, to aloneness. And he gives many, many examples here how most people... They, the, the Arabot, they conquered things by themselves. You know, Abraham Avinu was alone when he, when he had the 10 tests. You know, uh, all the Avot, there was no, there was no posse. There was no, there was no, they used this time to transform. Ramnathan says a beautiful halal on, on Likut, on, um, it says, why did Hashem love the Jews as much? Right. It's because they dwelled alone. The concept of, of the blessing of Balak, the Hizbo Didut, that means one of the blessings that the Jews got was they didn't need approval. They didn't need approval. They dwelt alone. And the more you approve yourself, that means practically, consciously, nobody rejects you but you. Nobody rejects you but you. That's something we need to understand. That when you stop rejecting yourself, then the world will not reject you. But nobody rejects you. That means a first recognition. This is why Rabbi Nachman's constant emphasis on the constant of Zamra. Self-compassion. Zamra. Don't, get, don't reject yourself. The world won't reject you. Because if you, if you feel good about yourself, you do, not, you do not need approval. But the more you don't feel good about yourself, I need other people to approve me. So he takes here the concept of the psychology of loneliness. Is the emotional state of loneliness is based on the desire that we have to connect. And... And this is the reason why, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what is my motivation of wanting to be appreciated or loved? Obviously, we all want to be, feel appreciated or loved, but when it becomes a dependency, when it becomes an addiction, when it becomes something where I, if that person doesn't improve me, something's wrong with me, I'm not good enough, then we have a problem. Because then all of a sudden, what happens if that person stops? What happens if that person has a bad day? What happens if that person is in the wrong side of the bed? What happens if that person becomes a drug addict? What if you're finished? So if we make everything about us, then we're pretty much finished in any relationship. That is the key to loneliness. 
Humility is not making everything about you. It's recognizing that not everything's about you. The answer is, if we want to feel good about ourselves, we, we seek validation. We all need approval, especially from our parents, teachers. The problems begin and they come to rely on approval as a, to live as a function. It means if, if approval is, is making you function, if, it's, if I don't get the approval, I'm not functioning. Think about today how much of the children today are, dealing, are in therapy years and years and years because of lack of approval from parents. I mean, just think of it, the years and years and years. I mean, this is all what everything, first question they ask you, who'd you approve you? Who approved you? Who are you looking for approved? Did you get the approval? It's pretty much the number one question. This is why as parents, we have to have high warmth and high expectations. We can't just have low expect- uh, high, no warmth and high expectations because then at the end of the day, you know, what is the kid gonna say? I never got approval from my parents. I tried everything, I never got approval. It erodes low self-esteem and next thing you know, where are you gonna get the approval from? And I guess this is why people go to gangs and why people go to other places because they need the approval. They didn't get it from, you know, they're broken homes. You know, they get it somewhere else. So the, the gangs are the approval or the wrong crowd. At least they get approved. So when you, when you don't get that approval in, inside, then you're going to end up getting the approval other places. And the new, when, the new, when the need for approval becomes an expectation, when we find ourselves addicted to it, when it fails to come, we feel deflated, let down, and eventually we cannot live without it. Right? Being addicted to approval means being bound to a state of low self-esteem, which can, cannot be resolved until the loneliness becomes aloneness. How many times did we say this line a thousand times? The problem is the solution. Isn't that, it's a, isn't that how many times have we said this? The problem becomes the solution. The problem of, alone, of loneliness, the solution is to be alone. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how everything's right in front of your face. The solution for codependency is not to find another person to treat you nicer or to love you more. It's to, why do I need so much? That's the time, and this is what our vote says. Darkness is a time to reflect on, 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 on bringing light. It's not a time to say, why am I getting darkness? This is where you have to recognize you have to be alone because alone is when you change Alone is when you're going to practice this bodhidut, and when you're alone, that's when you're going to change your consciousness. You cannot change your consciousness on, if you're just waiting for somebody to change. And that's very, very important. So the solution, obviously, to loneliness is being alone. And that is this concept of this, you know, we, we, we don't, sometimes we don't want to pray because we, we, we fear of change. We fear of transition. Your creator will make you, I, always, I said a post yesterday, you're either in a, your soul is very demanding, you're either in, in, a, you're in a problem, you're about to get into the other one, you're about to go another. So there's no chance where you can just sit still. So I ask myself, okay, where do I want the headaches from? I'd rather, want, I'd rather take the headaches from, of doing an event and growing, and that's gonna lead to fulfillment, or I can have the headaches of other things. I'd rather pick the headache of growth and the change of growth than the inner headache of, of, of in, in being, you know, thinking about self all day long. So being addicted to rule means being bound to a state of, of low self-esteem, which cannot be resolved until loneliness becomes aloneness. When we rely on approval from others, obviously our, our decisions become big day. We shift our, our, our focus all to external instead of internal. However, when we learn to accept ourselves, we start sh- focusing on the internal control. That is what his bodhidut does. His bodhidut tra- changes the external into the internal. And this is really, really the key, because what are you trying to, what, what's happening? When I'm, become, when I'm depending on, 
on other people. I can never become the best version of me because the Selim Elohim, the, the portion of divine inside of me, is not really, really shining. So what happens, this is the reason why we all have so much midlife crises, in order to get you to recognize how much strength you really had that you didn't even know you had. And this is why you see today, how, does a two, how is a mother picking up a car with a two-year-old baby sitting on the How is that, how is it possible can a mother, because she chose to show you the power of will. But sometimes in order to get the best out of you, your creator has to squeeze the best out of you. Uh, it's not happening by comfort, especially if you live in Florida. You know, in Florida, everybody, you know, they say the, the worst of human nature brings the best out of human nature. The worst of mother nature brings the best out of human nature. We end up doing chesed when we're in a state of chaos. You know, hurricane, next thing you know, oh, what do you need? People are helping people with water. Ask somebody else, go get your water. No, you go get it yourself. But un- unless the, the pain pierces the ego, forces you to look within and gets you into that. And Nasiva Shalom explains, when a person goes through a crisis of faith, he loses all previously gained achievements of faith, and he's completely mirrored with personal darkness, self-doubt, and confusion. This is necessary in order for man to have free choice. So there's a time where your creator that takes away your dot. Hashem sometimes takes away your dot, he takes away your knowledge, in order so you should cry out from the heart. And I've seen this personally. I've, known, I've, I've said, how in the world, I knew better, how in the world did I miss this? It's because your creator at times takes, he's concealed from you to give you the root of free will, and he takes away your dot. And only by surrendering, crying out, submission, do you get your, your knowledge back. And I've seen this a thousand times. This is why the Gemara says a person is presumed to be blind until his creator opens up his eyes. And I've seen this practically a lot of times. This is why the book, God willing, I want to come out with is I Surrender. How surrendering really is, it's just, it's, it's letting the light in. And your creator puts you in. And, and one of the things I've seen in the self-help market, and I've read a lot of books on self-help, nobody's talking about his bodhidu, nobody's talking about prayer. They're just talking about all intellectual, all intellectual, well, you gotta figure it out. If you're smart enough, you'll figure it out. No, there's times where you're smart. You're a very smart person, but, but you're blind until God opens up your eyes and, he got, and forces you to submit to Him. And through the submission, the light comes in. There's very smart people in my recovery centers. There's lawyers, there's doctors, <laughs> nurses, psychiatrists. What do you know? You can't figure it out? It's not about figuring out. It's about surrendering and showing humility. That's the difference. And this is where we have to see this. And this is where he says, that he takes an example from Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu, and he couldn't comprehend this test, but he was able to recognize he was going through a test. That's another very important thing, to recognize sometimes you're going through a test. It's not even about you. It's a test that you have to go through. And in, in order, and this is why when Abraham Avinu finally passed the test, now I know that you're great. So there's times of that concept of the concealment that we have to go through. And this is not a time for you should say, I'm lonely. This is the time to be alone. I can't express how important it is to be alone. We're too focusing today on just covering up the loneliness, covering up the loneliness. Find me a guy. Find me a shidduch. Find me a... Ask yourself, what, 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 do you, what is that get, person getting out of you? And if that person all of a sudden is not nice to you, you're back to the same thing? So we have to get out of bankruptcy court. We have to feel abundant. And then we attract abundant people. But in bankruptcy court, all we're doing is putting a bandage on a bullet wound. Remember that. If you have a bullet wound, and all you're asking is for a band-aid, which is exactly what you're asking when your person feels lonely, find me some guy or find me some girl to make me feel happy. That is putting a bandage on the bullet wound. That wound is there. That wound is deep within. 
and your Creator wants you to heal that wound, and that, that wound could come to you because of your childhood, that wound could become a past relationship, but you have to heal these wounds through transformation and through loneliness, rather than thinking, this person's going to solve my problem. It's almost as ridiculous as saying, Biden is going to save my, my business. Imagine how ridiculous you, I'm relying on Biden to save my economy, to save the business. This is how ridiculous it sounds for you to, to think about like that. Biden's going to save the economy, I'm so, no, no, you, you're, he's not going to save anything. But anytime we're relying on a person, or a, per, a person place, to fill our happiness, well, this is as ridiculous as saying that Biden's going to make you, uh, Biden's going to solve all your problems. Or even any president's going to solve your problems. It's not, because it's, it's, it's a state of consciousness. So when we face a personal challenge, we have to take look at that as that challenge is there to, 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 to make you grow. And this is where Hasidus does not focus so much on the past. It focuses on the present moment. Remember, it doesn't go over, it, it doesn't stay in the past forever. Hasidus is all about, Rabbi Nachman says, what's next? Depart from evil and do good. It does not use the model of, okay, why did you sin? Why did it? It reflects very small, but the main emphasis is now create light because it, it knows that the whole concept of everything is, is brokenness to light, brokenness to light. And what he's saying here, and he takes a pasuk from the Mesilat Yisharim, says that the essence of a man exists in this world is solely to fulfill the commandments, serve God, and stands up to his trials. So that's Mesilat Yisharim. Rabbi Nachman also says this, that man is here for the sake of free will. The whole purpose. And he says free will is not a complicated thing. We're making free will as a comp- very complicated. We're not going to say super simple. You are here. Everything that happens to you is for the, for the sake that you should be tested. Everything. <laughs> so when you see that, you recognize, wow, this is poor. Now, why would I get tested so much? In order so I should have a testimony. So I should grow. And this is where he's saying that the meaning and challenge is growing us from the part of a mission. That the growth is non-negotiable. If I'm not going to choose, my, my decision is, if I choose to be aggressively in growth, then the growth is not going to come as a wake-up call. So this is why I say, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. Because I don't need wake-up calls. I'll create the wake-up call. And then, what do I need to be tested? That's my mission. I have to do this. It's not, my, it's not even about me. It's about, this is something that you got, your creator gave you. And this is all something that we all have to go through. But we should never feel alone. And the reason why you feel alone is because you are not growing and you are depending. Because the more conscious you are and the more awakened you are, the, what are you talking about loneliness? You're in a relationship to give. You're in a relationship to take. Think about how great, how much success we've had in re- any relationships we've depended on people to give. What did it turn into? For other people to give to us. What did it turn into? Resentment 101. But any time we had no expectations, but nothing but give, because at the end of the day, when you're in the best self, you're giving. Anytime we're just going there to give, we're, we're, we're always happy. Because, and you can't have resentment, because at the end of the day, you put that as an expectation. And when that becomes an expectation, you're not going to receive. And this is where change, if you're getting the same message over and over, you need change. You need change. You need to change yourself, not to change other, not letting other people. And this is where the dating world is too much focusing on. Every time I hear, there's no girls in Miami, there's no guys in Miami, there's no girls in New York, there's no guys in Miami, there's no girls in the Pyrenees. It's, it's, it's the guy saying there's no jobs in Florida. I, I, believe it or not, we've showed people in recovery because all they say, there's no jobs. Yeah, there's no jobs. 
And your angle, we're saying there's no employees. People in recovery are saying there's no jobs. Employers are saying there's no employees. So you could just see how we look at it at the end of the day. When we say there's no, it's just an excuse not to work. Excuses are a case not to work. So think this is where today you have to break the walls. Just like I broke my walls, you have to break your walls. Everybody has to break the walls, areas that you're not, that you're struggling in. And remember that resistance is a fear. It's not reality. That resistance is just a fear. It's not reality. And that resistance is just protecting your ego. Remember, the job of the ego is to do one thing. To kill everything but the ego. To kill everything but the ego. That's the job of the ego. Kill everything. Kill this, kill this, kill this, kill this, but the ego. And this is where the Baal Shem Tov says, which his birthday was yesterday, which I'm sorry I missed uh, such an auspicious class for uh, a phone in the mikvah, but that was, that was meant to be. Haster haster, you shall hide my face. Surely God is hidden from the challenge, the fact that God is hidden from us, within the challenge itself. So this is where Hasidus talks about Rav Nachman. It's not about, it, you have to break the heart to allow your creator in, and recognizing that when I'm going through a challenge and I don't feel my, my creator, that this is not a time to say I've been abandoned. I'm lonely, I'm abandoned, I'm despaired. This is a time to cry out from the heart and, and to recognize he's just concealed. And this concealment versus abandonment is a big deal, because if you feel he's concealed, what are you going to do? You're going to search for him. But if you feel you've been abandoned, God forbid, then you, you, lose this, you lose all kinds of hope. So think about practicals, where you're going through a challenge, and there's a form of despair, there's a form of abandonment, there's a form of low self-esteem. You have this concept of, I've been abandoned. And this is why we end up in codependency relationships. This is why we end up in, in, in relationships where we're, we're, we go in there, with become very needy, and become attached to people. It's because of that. Because we've been abandoned in the past, we're thinking we're going to get abandoned in the future. But if you live in that consciousness, you end up attracting that problem again because what, all you're going to say to a new person is, you don't love me, you're not nice to me, you're not this. And the person says, listen, I'm trying to give you everything I could give you, but you can't, you're not able to receive it. Because all you're thinking about is, why would that person love me if I don't love myself? So this is just, it's a, it's a consciousness thing. This is a place where you have to really take that time Transform the loneliness into a loan. Build the bridge. Start building bridges, which is, what did we, we, we said this line all the time, that, that fear is, the, is, is like a bridge. It's, it's getting you, conquering your fear is building bridges. The more you conquer your fear, the more you're going to trust. Just think about, you have a beautiful city, but you have nobody can get to your city because it's, there's, no, there's no bridge. You know, what, what do, in wars, what do people do? They knock out the bridge. First thing they do is they knock out the bridges because the bridge, bridges unify people, right? You can't get there. So this is what we do. We put ourselves on an island. We break the bridges and we said, nobody loves me. You're not letting anybody in. <laughs> not letting anybody in. <laughs> How are they going to get to you? Your heart is closed. How are they going to get to you? Practically, you're not letting anybody in. You have too many, you have way too many, you're destroying every bridge and you're expecting, why, why does nobody love me? How are they going to get to you? There's no place, there's no place, and there's no makam for a person to come. So this is where we need to build bridges and break the walls. May Hashem help us all that we should all get there.